Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Class 1A Podcast. My name is Andrew Nimskin, as always, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal to dive into the last episode of the first arc of Season 5. So with this, is pretty obvious. We have all five, uh, five fights done. They did the final result. We are finally getting close to the end of the first arc. So we get to recap everything that happened in today's episode, our brawl, which is episode 11 of the season. And just two questions for you guys. One, what do you guys think of the over, uh, the episode pretty quickly? And then one, how's the standing for an arc for you guys so far? I think I'm it was sure. fine. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought this episode was just fine. Uh, definitely not my favorite fight. But obviously the the episode and like the previous episode wasn't really about the fight. It was more about Deku, um, which I think was totally fine. But as an arc, I really like this arc. I, I, I love the arcs of like where there's like the, you know, students fighting against students because um, it gets to show us like a different side of of their quirks a little bit. So I, I don't know. I always really like it. I think uh, I think this arc ranks like decently decently well for me. Like I'm always I'm always a fan of like a sh- chance to showcase how well the animation can be for this show. Um, as far as episodes though in this arc, I think this is probably my second least favorite, maybe my least favorite, um, just because of the uh, the layering on of flashbacks. Like I mean, I get like it's a it's a you know a, de- a Deku centric uh, you know fight, and not only that, but episode as well. But I find it I found it was really, really overused and I'm just gonna chalk it up to them blowing the budget on like the Todoroki fight and stuff like that. You gotta you gotta recycle some of the material. And yeah, and I guess I'll start with the arc first, is that moment to moment by far not my favorite arc, but it has some of my favorite moments that I can remember. It had some really, really good moments here that really stood out to me. And the episode, I agree, definitely not the best of the series, but coming off the Bakugo Black Whip back to back episodes. It's going to be really hard to kind of top that, even with some of the other best episodes or normal episodes from previous seasons, all would have really paled. And I think James just doesn't like it because it is Deku-centric and he has an issue with the main character. <laughs> no, the main that's the real, he that's so a real issue Shinzo, here. Though. Like, 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 that balances it out. Like, I love Shinzo, even though he's getting his ass kicked. But I mean, like, I still love seeing him. So, I mean, it all counts right. for something, right? Well, we'll talk about everything that happened in the episode and give more of our thoughts later on. But before we do do that, if you guys enjoyed this episode or if you're looking for other My Hero content, make sure to subscribe and like on our YouTube channel. We're doing a bunch of My Hero Academia content each and every week and hopefully doing even more soon. Otherwise, if you're on the road, you drive a lot and you want to listen to the podcast version, you can also find that everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, whatever you listen to are going to be there. So you can go over and find us there at the Class 1A podcast. And that is going to leaving a five star review on that is a huge help to us as well, helping other people find the podcast. But with that, let's jump into our quick recap of everything that happened in episode 11 of season five, our brawl. Yeah, we'll start off with a brief recap of the Black's Whip situation and then jumps right back into where both classes are fighting. The teachers could discuss stopping the match, but Aizawa insists that it continues, saying that he's confident that one, he could stop Deku's new quirks and Sinzo was able to stop it. And two, everyone is very determined to keep fighting and to win, so he doesn't want to end it yet, but he will if the quirk comes back. Mineta's actually being somewhat useful in this fight, but at the same time, at his peak perviness, using a couple of unique kind of super moves throughout the fight. Uh, Monomo tries to take one for all while monologuing, but after so, it ends up being a blank for him. Deku goes up to start chasing and fighting Shinzo now. We get a handful of Shinzo flashbacks, and some fight pipes begin to fall down onto Deku, but Deku is able to momentarily use Black Whip to stop them, but then has to drop the pipes due to a large spike of pain 
kind of saying that, oh, I can't really use this even at 20%. I'll use all this later once I master one for all. Uraraka takes Monoma to jail. He's talking and being himself the whole time. We do learn, though, that his quirk is able to still use the aftermath of a quirk that he stole even after the five minutes is up. So if he makes something big using Rule's quirk, it's going to stay big afterwards. In this situation specifically, if he touches something, but even after the five minutes, he can still use Twin Impact, which he does do during the fight when Deku was chasing Shinzo. As Deku is hit by the delayed Twin Impact, and it looks like Class 1B is about to win, however, Deku finally gets his shit back together, and Uraraka shows up to the battle, quickly taking care of Rule and Emily. Deku wraps Shinzo's binding cloth around him, pulls him in, and then throws him down to the ground, capturing him. And pretty much at that point, there's a couple more scenes, but the fight is over with four officially in jail, and Rule still stuck in place due to Mineta's balls. Uh, Deku, um, I guess Shinzo, talks to Vlad and Aizawa, knowing pretty much that this was his chance to get in the hero course, and that he wasn't super proud of how he did, saying that he couldn't do anything on his own. But they all go back to the debrief session, where there's a couple little conversations going on here, mainly about Deku's new quirk, Uraraka's reaction time, and kind of how she's grown as a hero, and Shinzo kind of monologuing a little bit about the hero course, and Aizawa wrapping it up with his own discussion about how everyone's working to keep that plus ultra mantra, and so on. And then in the preview, I haven't really mentioned in the last couple weeks, but we do just see for a second, next week is just going to be a huge lore episode. Pretty much, I forgot what the title was, but it's pretty much just talking about the six quirks, and one for all, and all this kind of stuff that enveloped in the last two episodes. So, I guess there's anywhere we can kind of go with this. We already know both all of our opinions that this wasn't our favorite episode, but I still think that there's a couple of good things to really talk about here. We'll start off kind of the fun things or just kind of general topics before moving into the bigger ones, but I guess my first question I want to lead off all of this with is, if Mineta is using his super move where he's bouncing around all over the battlefield on his ball, and he runs in to Tetsu Tetsu at full steel. Does Mineta die? Absolutely. Without a doubt, he dies. Um, with, yeah. Like, I feel like even with a not, like, hardened person, that's still going to kill him in some situations. Well, like, what, if he hits the top of his head, don't his balls, like, ricochet him off, though? Like, isn't his, like, did they no. need to detach? Or is it, like, a helmet? You know what I mean? Like... Because wouldn't it theoretically stick to anyone else? So I guess he does have some cushion there. But I'm like, yeah. fine. He runs face first into um, air face wall first or whatever. Face first he's done for. Yeah, yeah face like, first he's I'm just thinking for. about, like, this is not a very good super move. Because if he runs into anything hard, he just dies. I think, like, the only one, he the going good one he's come up with is, like, Great Brush. Like, you know, the other, all, the, all the other ones have just been massively self-destructive or well, to his own gain. Buckler was a very cool quirk. Like, I'll actually Buckler give it to you. Myth. This is probably one of the first times I've ever actually said, wow, Mineta's actually doing something. Like, in every immediately, Go on. Like, like, immediately, as soon as he does something, though, they have to turn it into a joke. They can't <laughs> yeah. just let, they can't let a king shine. Well, I, I mean, he, the king, the king has his own agenda, and he, like, I mean, he got it, right? <laughs> yeah, the only reason he shined is because of that agenda. So I just want to yeah. start it off with that. But I know, James, do you want to talk about Monoma and Shinzo? Dylan, I don't know if there's anything you specifically want to talk about. I just want to talk about Monoma as well. Yeah, there we go. Sick. He was awesome, wasn't he? Yeah, no, Monoma, Monoma, like, um, has quickly grown, like, as like one of my like just absolute favorite characters. He, 
I think it might be just how well he leans into his role of recognizing that he's not a main character and knowing that he needs to have as much impact as he can as a like, character who's like kind of often not in the spotlight. And like they even have a really nice scene where it basically shows like, you know, the big three of class 1A, right? And Monoma being, being drastically outshined by them and him trying to make an impact otherwise. But not only that, but him being like fairly like creative and like just a real thorn in everybody's side. I mean, like, I want to say, like, if Deku wasn't Deku, I think he won that fight for Shinzo. Like, he, like, in, like, not only that, but how they present it, where he's, like, basically got his, he's got his hands bound, he's, like, looking into the distance, and he just says, like, fire, like, that, uh, it was so cool. It was so cool. It just cool gives off evil mastermind vibes. He's really, like, when I, I he, get more and more, he's, like, he's scored from everyone else being more powerful, never having a quirk, like, he just gives off really good villain vibes, and, like, if he turned bad, I'd be all for it, could see it. And would love that arc. Hey, but the thing is, he likes he likes being this secondary character way yeah. too much that he'll. I don't think he'll ever turn. No. We, like, and the, like the 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 other thing is too is like the moment I saw like the green crackle start coming off of him, I'm like, here it is. Monoma's just gonna pop off. He's gonna go crazy, right? And then of course, like Daku's like, oh no, your fucking body can't take it. And then you know. It was well, it just ended up being a blank still. anyways. I, mean. I know, I know, but like, which makes sense because of all like, you know, as we're quickly finding out all the inner workings of, you know, one for all, it just like, it doesn't make sense for somebody to be able to copy it like as, as Monoma kind of does. But that split second, there's like, and like, you'll see it on our Twitter. I, I grabbed a screen gap of Monoma's face just lit up when he's got all, uh, one for all in him. This way, the fact he doesn't know what he's got going on. He just know he thinks it's super strength, right? So do we like imagine that though, Larry, is he just like goes for the punch and just it's it's like Deku season one of where he just explodes everything, including his own arm. Oh yeah, I, I was about to oh. say like we think that's what would have happened if he would have oh, been easily, able to yeah. use it yeah. because he probably can't. Well, he doesn't know that he has to use it probably at a lower level like Deku does. So we just assume yeah. Monoma would have been seriously injured there, and Deku probably would have been in really bad shape too, taking a full punch. Yeah, because yeah. it would have been a hundred percent. Would a hundred percent punch kill Deku? I don't. Mm. If he wasn't prepped for it. Probably, but like I don't know. I I think if he like knew it was coming in some sort of capacity, like he yeah. he could survive. He would have been it. able to brace for it, yeah. And like I mean, there was like that. There was that clear like like realization of like, oh shit, he's about to try it, right? So yeah. I I think he would have been fine, or not fine. He would have been probably beat up, but yeah, it would have been like season one Deku all over again of Monoma blowing his arm apart, but like doing massive amounts of destruction. So yeah, because besides from the robot in season one and one for all. We don't haven't seen anyone take a full one hundred percent smash, have we? Not really. Yeah, I mean, other... the, the the muscle the muscle dude, right? Oh, muscle yeah, dude. Yeah, that was and... like that was like a million percent or something like that, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah. the Nomu as well, because Deku didn't break his arm at that point too, like in season one at USJ. But like pretty much in every other situation, they all had some kind of absorption once, or it was a robot. So we've never seen a normal person take a hundred percent punch before. I guess like whoever All Might was fighting, like I mean. But no, we yeah, are, we learned that Elmer said he doesn't use a hundred percent all the time. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, like I think I honestly I think it would have been really cool as like a like a lore building moment too to see how it reacts with other people who aren't like attuned. You know what I mean? I think it would have been really really neat. Attuned, I like I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I guess anything else on Monoma again? I I agree that he's quickly become one of my favorite. He's my favorite class 1B character now. I mean, Tetsu Tetsu, Kendo are definitely up there before, but these, oh, last, so good. these last couple of episodes have definitely changed my outlook on him. I guess up until now, he just had the one gimmick. He's always been one-sided. Oh, making fun of class 1A, chop. 
and that's all we ever got out of him. But kind of learning more about him, he's phenomenal, and I hope we get more. There's just yeah. so many more. La- there's so many more layers to him, right? It's great. I mean, I think this just really shows off, and we talk about this all the time. But like Horikoshi is just so good at writing characters that these are like this is what the arcs are really designed for. It's like, all right, I wrote all these amazing characters with a ton of really cool, cool quirks. I know we're on the main character 90% of the time, but let's have this like one type of arc of where we just jam those characters in and they could just do cool stuff. And yeah. I think, I know, I think that's where like the series really shines is in arcs like this because they're able to like pull Deku out of situations and like make it make sense that he's just not constantly in there. And so yeah. I just, I just love it. I just love all these characters so much. So, like, I mean, think about think about these fights. Like, think about like how much like development we've had between like Tetsu Tetsu, Kendo, Shinzo, uh, Monoma. Like, I mean, we've seen some like crazy stuff, and these are characters who, up until this point, really haven't had that much spotlight. But like like Dylan said, Horikoshi has built them up. So, like, there's so much to go off of on these characters that like, when they get put in, none of them feel rigid. None of them feel weird. Like, these are all like. Like you'd you'd believe that you've seen this character the entire series, and it is and like you know it doesn't feel out of place. The yeah, sad part were... is though, we probably won't see any of them for another couple of arcs. I like, know, they, that's like how it's gonna go. how little we see them, like oh, we're gonna have to jump back into a big fighting arc probably. Then there's going to have to be a very deadly emotional arc. Then the fun arc, and then maybe another like class one B get... class one like another school. Yeah, maybe we get arc. a beach episode with everybody in. Like oh, I hope we get a beach episode oh. with everyone. No, beach no. episodes make anime, man. But that's the sad part. Like, as much as you guys are saying, is that how cool all of these characters are? Like, Munmat, we have never seen the yeah, dude much, before yeah. outside of like just kind of seeing him in backgrounds before. Now he's a super cool character. I want to see more of. Who knows if we'll ever get the spotlight again in the rest of the series? Is kind of how weird my hero is and how much centric it is focused on Class One A. I think all the character growth in Class One A was really good, but. Even so, you only saw the character growth in Class 1A for the main characters. Like, all the side characters for Class 1A didn't really get much growth. Mineta didn't. Mina didn't. Uh, Choji didn't. I mean, pretty much all the people that have always kind of been the back cast of Class 1A had no growth. So, again, the only growth you're going to really see coming out of this whole arc is the main characters and mostly Deku. Maybe Shinzo, if he actually does get into one of the classes. Okay, I want to push back on the Mineta no growth. We've only had one D-Gen moment this whole season so far. Two. That's gross. I mean, I guess they're back-to-back, so it could be one big moment. Yeah, it's one. We'll count it's it one, as one. one but I moment. think that's growth. I think that's clearly growth. Um, but I, I, I think the thing that makes me excited, though, about the future of this, though, is we can get this now with, like, other situations. Like, you know, we, we keep getting these injects of, like, cool new characters, I just like have hope that like whatever arc that we're going to go to, it's going to be like, hey, here's just a ton of new characters I just invented now. They feel super <laughs> real. They they feel well-rounded, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. never any like there's never any doubt when a new character comes in, they're not like well thought out. And like, I mean, think back to um, like Bravada. Uh, oh, my God. Bravada and um, La Brava and Gentle. La Brava and yeah, yeah, yeah. Gentle Criminal. Like think think of like when they first were introduced you're like what the, what the fuck is oh, these i hated them yeah i know you did you uh, you absolutely despise gentle criminal right and like he just turned out to be again there is so many layers to him he was so well thought out the two of them like they were a great pair like and it progressed the story too like yeah. his his character itself progressed and like added to like the world or even yeah. think about the uh like the raid arc right 
Like you had a bunch of new pro heroes that were super cool and interesting. And then you had a bunch of villains that were just super cool and interesting that we've never seen. They were used in one situation and then they're gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. Which still makes for really good moments. And I guess the other character that we had to talk about this episode, obviously we'll talk about Deku's quirk and such of that later on, but Shinzo's probably the other main character that kind of got to spotlight this episode, obviously having a ton of flashbacks. We know this kind of being his chance to get in the hero course. So based on both of his sites now, question number one, do you believe Shinzo should get into the hero course? Just based off of I, what we've seen. So, I mean, I like, I think it's not fair to judge him at all on this second fight, like on this last fight. I don't think it's fair for him. It's against Deku, right? Like, I mean, and Deku was like gunning for him 100%. So I like I almost want to call this one like a mulligan and just basically see how he reacts with everybody else. And he did have that like, you know, that big hero saving moment of, you know, snapping Deku out of going like, you know, full Akira. Right. So I think I think like he was definitely shaky and rusty out the first one. And then this one, he had some like redeeming qualities despite being faced against Deku. So I I think he deserves it. I think there's far more useless people in, like you know, class one A and one B that you could probably swap somebody out. Yeah, I, I definitely think he belongs in the hero course. I think he's still bottom rankings in terms of power level, but like, I think you need to have him in the hero course to even have a chance of making up. You can't do solo study and and catch up with these classes. Like, they're gonna outpace Shinzo incredibly fast if he doesn't get in the hero course. So, I think I think he probably deserves to be in there, especially how quickly he picked up the. Uh, uh, what is Aizawa's raps? The, like, the, the raps, binding rap. Yeah, yeah the, the binding, binding Like, considering how quickly he picked that up and just how toe-to-toe he's standing with both of the classes, he absolutely deserves to be in. I, mm-hmm. I think I think the fight I wish we could... Because, like, I know it's, like, the whole, like, he wanted the rematch against Deku, but like, he's the main character. It's not fair. I want to see him against Bakugo. Can he push his buttons enough to get to, him to, like, like, to, to get, get him to talk? I don't and it's and that's the not thing, anymore. man. You can never you can yeah, I, I think it's a not anymore thing. I think like Bakugo sports festival, hundred percent, absolutely. But now like Bakugo is just so I said this I said this before we started co- recording. He's full Vegeta. He's like he's literally everything that Midori is, just like a nice, darker, more aggressive iteration. And he it makes him so good, man. So I like I, I don't think he would I don't think he would slip up against Shinzo. He really wouldn't don't. lose. He'd rather die than lose. So he'd be able to hold his mouth for a 20 minute battle and then just let it all out afterwards. Or he'd get one of his, <laughs> he, like, I mean, if, like using the same teammates, he would get, um, what's his face to just tape his mouth closed. Cause he probably like, he knows himself that well. You know what I mean? Like he, like he, he, he knows himself and he thinks so many steps ahead that I think he would just find a, like find a loophole. And Bakugo is basically main character 2.0. So yeah, I wouldn't really say like... that's any more fair going against him. So wait, I have a question about Shinzo's quirk then. Okay. So his quirk gets activated if you respond to him. Yes. Correct. What what is that? It, like what is it? Is it the intent to respond to the voice? Is it actually like sounds coming out of your mouth? Can you respond by just like making a noise? Can, like no, if, no, someone, like a if someone com- if someone completely like sh- like closes your mouth with like tape or whatever, if you intend to talk, oh. will he get you? Because like you're still talking, like the sound's blocked, but it, he's just talking. But you, or, but you are you are acknowledging Shinzo, right? So that and like is that the trigger for the quirk, right? Yeah, like okay, let, let's take this like even even further. What if someone can't talk, right? What if they they uh like what if someone signs 
and you sign back to Shinzo after hearing him, will that trigger it? I don't know. I want to know if it, I, I, I want to say it's audible. I want to say it's an audible response. So does, does that mean like people who like, who can't talk or maybe p- people with like a quirk of like uh, telepathy cannot get, get uh, like get brainwashed by him then? I really, yeah, that is, that's no, layers. Andrew's you looking can it up only right now. activate the power when his target verbally responds to something he says. Brainwashing needs to be intentionally activated and will not take effect if Shinzo doesn't want it to. So he has to, so a mute person would ha- be able to beat the shit out of Shinzo. Or somebody who signs, yeah, like yeah. Something, something like that. Okay. So I, I, I guess the tape covering and like the grunts or trying to talk through that, I would probably say counts. But I wouldn't say just like a grunt in his direction would count. But if mm-hmm. someone's trying to talk to him and actually has the ability to talk, I think would affect it. Because it doesn't seem like Shinzo has to hear the person respond. Just the person has to respond towards Shinzo, which is just all. I mean, it's quirk. It's pretty much magic at this point of how that kind of makes sense. But <laughs> it's magic. We have to justify our magic, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it needs to be, be grounded it somewhere. It needs to be logical magic. Yeah, and, I, and I guess they, they can't go through megaphones or anything kind of like that. So Shinzo's always going to be within distance that someone responding can hear and all that kind of stuff. But it's super interesting nonetheless. And I I don't know. I, I think if Shinzo doesn't get in the hero course now, he never had. Like, you'll have to just go back to the beginning of year one. Like, he'll be so far behind this current group and you have to go into a different one. So now's his last chance. So I, I hope we find out. I mean, next week next week's going to be a big lore episode. He, they might talk about it then. Like, oh yeah, Shinzo will be joining the class early next year and we'll have pi- private lessons with Aizawa for the rest of this year to kind of keep him so he's not too far behind. Or maybe a couple arcs, maybe it's next year, at the beginning of the year, he shows back up. I mean, I we didn't learn this chapter, so if, I mean, this episode, so if we don't learn next episode, I don't know when we will. Yeah, like when are they gonna when are they gonna revisit it? Because we did once get they a move nice on little... to the next arc, it'd feel weird just to bring it back. Oh yeah, Shinzo's in class yeah. now interject we did get we get a it did get a nice glimpse of like daddy aizawa with his ponytail and everything like that Anytime i was that gonna, man puts ask, his hair I was up, gonna ask that like, question which one do we like better uh ponytail aizawa uh, hair up aizawa is just yeah it's, like, uh, it's just yeah like with the scars and everything like that now the man's just got such a look going like you can't touch it it's the only slap him in a suit again Whew. it's a it lady killer right there only option but i guess with that we should move on to the main character question. What the hell is going on with Deku's quirk? And I guess more importantly, the one line in this that Dylan kind of pointed out is Deku made a point of saying, I don't, I'm not going to use this quirk anytime soon until after I master one for all. Do we really believe this kid is not going to use Black Whip in the next time he fights? Like, do we really believe he's going to put this on the back shelf after just having it activated until he masters it in a couple months, years, decades? I don't know. It's it's such a tease, right? Because it's like this new ability. Oh, wow, new ability. You're going to get six, six new quirks. And it's just like, well, I guess I just can't use this for a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I think this is at least a good vehicle to introduce the concept, even if they don't like do all the quirks. Like my, my guess is like maybe like Black Whip is the like the end goal right like maybe that is like the next like super big one and there's like other ways to get to there because it's like mastering one for all maybe like other quirks pop up or whatever that he can master first before black whip but like i think black whip just seemed like a good way to introduce like the concept of 
hey, this crazy new thing is happening. It's very visual. It's very clear. And it was, I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know how many more quirks can have such a visual outbreak. I mean, if it was something like float or like something like Uraraka's float or something kind of like that, and he just started floating away, that doesn't have the same like visual kind of impact that Black Whip does breaking out. I mean, maybe if it was something like um, Icy Hot, where or whatever half cold half hot where he just starts shooting fire and ice out of his body like it the first quirk explosion had to be something visual because like we were kind of saying last week some are probably going to be tactical and more support ones so black whip was a very very good one to kind of show visually about this kind of like you were saying but i don't know i kind of took it as maybe he just wasn't going to use it in this i, I mean that for sure so like oh yeah we're not using it in this fight anymore so people were kind of waiting for him to use it. But I, I just don't believe this kid. I mean, he's going to get in a fight with some villain two episodes from now, be on the brink of death and have to use it. Like, the fact of him not using it for like six months until he masters a quirk more is just so unlikely. He is mastering one for all at an incredible speed already at 20, 25% confidently. So it wouldn't it'd be maybe a year before he, Deku's approaching 80, 90%. But I just can't imagine with how much shit they go through that is going to be that long before he uses that again. Yeah, I mean, that's always good. I was gonna say that's always the Deku thing though. It's like, I, I can't, I can't use my power any more than this. And then he gets into a situation. And he has to use the power more than that. Like that's, yeah. that's always a situation. So I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I could totally see the situation of where he's like, Oh man, I, I can't use black whip. And then all of a sudden he just like has to use it for some reason. That's the yeah, exact thing I thought of where, he like got the he got his his black whip tentacles or whatever you want to call them yeah like on the two concrete things i was like oh he just it's fine everything's fine he's just gonna use it now i guess Uh, yeah and we're gonna get 15 minutes of flashbacks and then he's gonna be like oh i guess i gotta use it now that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen with deku somebody's gonna have a build building falling on him and he can't get there quick enough he's just gonna shoot black whip out after like 15 minutes of flashbacks and it'll be all good and then we're like well guess we're using it I th- what you said just made me think of a really cool thought. What if he could use it like a like like a, like a Spider Man swings, right? Like swing. Well, we we got we already got somebody using Spider Man swings. It's freaking Nizawa and well, yeah, well, yeah. He's a and, and Sarah, yeah. Wait, um, Sarah, can we yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about the binding cloth? Why does it just levitate? It like, flows, that, dude. It's magic. Is that ever explained? Of like when he was just like facing off against Deku, it started it like, like levitating, yeah. and Shinzo's hair goes up like. It's like magnetic or something. I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make sense how the binding cloth works. It's cool. I don't need it to make sense. But just the fact that, like, with Aizawa, like, Lisa's quirk actually makes his hair go up and stuff like that. So maybe it just kind of, like, electrifies his body and gets everything to kind of go up. But I don't get why Shinzo standing there just has floating, uh, like, ropes around him. Does Shinzo's Shinzo's quirk make his hair go up? I don't think it does. There's no No. visual cues. I think it's it's probably a support item. Like it's it's cloth, but I don't think it's just like any. Well, no, cloth. it's made out of like, like yeah. titanium, like threads or something kind of like that. I think they talked more about what it's actually made of, but yeah, I'm sure that's the reason why it it floats. Yep, it's it's that's magic. the reason. It's <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I'm happy to see Black Whip, and I don't know. It's sad. I wanted. I mean, next next. I mean, who knows? Next week is going to be a big lore dump episode, and maybe they'll find a way. That like, oh, we know someone with ominous and identical quirk to you, and we're going to use them to train you. I mean, even the binding cloth kind of training with Aizawa would be somewhat similar. 
So, I mean, maybe there is a way that it's going to kind of speed it up because if Black Whip's not going to be used anytime soon, it wouldn't make sense for another quirk to manifest until he's kind of mastered one. Or maybe it will just keep kind of coming out and he has four or five that he doesn't use, but it makes more sense for him to use one than two than three from a story aspect or maybe two coming at once and he has to learn two. So, I don't know. I just want to learn more about the Black Whip user, meet the other users that we kind of saw the one image and all that, so... Maybe that's the reason why Shinzo gets in is to teach Deku like because like he, he's learning a binding cloth and Deku's learning Black Whip. They're kind of similar. Maybe that's like the in and like the reason why Shinzo is going to be in the hero course training montage. Yeah, literally training montage. Yeah, I just I just love that. Like, they're still at the point where they're like, oh, another bullshit quirk from from Midoriya. I yeah, guess they're, they're all just like, this is getting old. Like no one, like, no one's surprised no one's anymore. Phased. Like yeah. this is literally a such a separate quirk but they're all just like oh wow that's see i mean i didn't even like uh someone said during the episode yes i think didn't siro or kirishima be like guess it's not a far way off from like super strength and it's just like it's so far off from super strength what are you talking about yeah (laughs) they're all just i mean i guess having multiple quirks is so mind-blowing like that's something that no one has i but i mean i guess i see high i mean i half cold half hot i mean that is two yeah. different quirks built into one, so it could just be Deku manifesting a second quirk. Like there could be reasons of why they aren't as surprised, but that is such a different quirk that like there should be more shock to this, which is just the one thing that kind of caught me off guard the entire arc. But well, it's, with- just, it's been one. It's been one thing with like Todoroki where it's like it's it's established he has two quirks, right? Or he has like you, you know, but like or he has two elements he controls, but with. Midoriya is just like psych there's another one you know what I mean like yeah there has uh, to be some kind of explanation before a third one comes out has to be like I'm hoping we get that next episode where we like they break down like oh okay I guess it's kind of believable this happens before or some shit like that I don't know yeah but with that it's time to begin wrapping up the episode but most importantly the plus ultra award for those that do not know the plus ultra award is a weekly award we do where we each pick a character that went beyond that went plus ultra and at the end of the season there'll be one plus ultra recipient that win more beyond than anyone else in the season and dylan lead us off with your pick for this week since last week both me and james were so bad it is easy and if you do not choose this person i just i i just like don't i just don't know where your thinking's at anymore uh because it's easily in monoma monoma is the only one that really went plus ultra this episode like he went above and beyond master planner like the the whole like it gets captured and does twin impacts like within the cage just to throw Deku off just a little bit. That was oh perfect actual plus ultra material. No one else went plus ultra. Deku didn't do anything. He just like, kind of punched. Uh, Uraka, cool. You, you we know you got gunhead stuff. Didn't oh, do anything cool. Don't get me started, man. Mineta, nothing cool. Mina, nothing cool. You can't justify anyone else. It was only Bonima. James, I can't touch that logic. That's pretty flawless, man. Like that's pretty locked in. Like Modema, tried his damnedest to like swing this in his favor, and he got main character. He got main character. Sometimes he got it happens. Character. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. And he knew he was like breaking fourth walls that he knew he was getting main character. But he he was trying everything that to know that he wouldn't get for uh, like main character. But he he did so. I, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I didn't have a really good concrete answer coming into this, so I'm glad Dylan laid it out for me because I was sitting here being like, who did something? I mean, maybe Shinzo, maybe because he, again, he tried, but I think Monoma really, 
did that and then some. Went above and beyond. Went plus ultra. Yeah. I feel peer pressured here. <laughs> Why? What are you going to say? say? Yeah, say something else and then you have to justify it because you can't and it's only Monoma and you know it. I can, but you guys aren't going to like my answer regardless. So why oh, even he's say, gonna say he's going to say, say Deku? Say he's going to say Deku. Oh, man. Boo. She I would say last episode and the fact. Okay, she captured the combination a of the two. The combination of the two. She captured three people in this fight single handedly. That wasn't single. It wasn't single handed. Monoma didn't do anything. He monologued the entire time and did one punch to Deku's face. That's all he did the entire episode. Tell me what he else also, he did. Like he tried to like he tried he using tried. easily the he most tried. Like, did it work? like doesn't matter, dude. Doesn't matter. Urrock is just like Urrock is just like what? She went hand to hand with a couple long range users and was like, oh look at me go. Yeah, nah, I'm trying to become the next president. I ain't gonna get plus ultra because I ain't gonna achieve that either. So let's not go trying to give away awards for people that tried. Everyone tried. It is about trying though. That's the whole point of it. Is like you're trying to go above and beyond. But if you you're try putting, and go plus ultra and die, you don't get the plus ultra reward. You still have to actually pull yes. things off. That's that's false. That's false. That, that, that's like saying that you would give plus ultra to All Might every single time he like just jumps into a situation and like saves a no, bunch of people with no effort. No, out of Uraraka. No one expected it is, her to. It do, is expected no, at Uraraka. Everyone expected Deku to clean sweep all five of them by himself. He only took. He took an entire time to take on Shinzo. Deku doesn't deserve it at all. Uraraka took out the entire rest of the group pretty much. Not by herself though. Uh, Mina and Mineta were there. No, oh, Mina they and were, Mineta were, they were helping losing. the time. They were losing. Get me, get me out of here. Get it wasn't me out of here. I, we're getting I'm, worse. I'm, we're getting worse I'm, about these plus ultra rewards. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with them. I'm sitting I mean, with them, dude. I, some of us are right, and some of us are wrong. It's okay. No, that's true. <sighs> That'll be all for this week's episode of the Class 1A Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to us bicker for the last 10 minutes. But overall, hearing our opinions and thoughts, we'd love to hear what you guys thought about this episode as well make sure to leave your thoughts and comments down below on the youtube video tweet us over at twitter.com slash class 1a pod over on instagram with same handle you can kind of interact with us wherever you want we'd love to hear your thoughts love to hear about what do you think next deku's quirks all kinds of stuff like that but with that we'll be back next sunday with episode 12 of season 5 going over pretty much a big lore dump of one for all things we will see you all then <laughs>